Hey everybody, welcome to Nowhere to Run. This is a special edition. I'm going to be playing an interview that I did with Matt Kazee on his radio program, 33rd Parallel News Radio. Um, it was more or less about Jordan Maxwell and the things that um, he and I disagree with about Jordan Maxwell. He has just recently completed a documentary that he did on Jordan Maxwell's life, and so he had me on to discuss of uh, some of the things that I've been saying about Jordan Maxwell. So it ended up being quite the cage match debate, and I think you'll enjoy it. Um, there is some just a touch of profanity in there. It is on the Revere Radio Network, which is the worldwide home of free speech. So if uh, so, if you can't handle uh, it, it really is very light, but uh, it, it is in there. So um, just be aware of that. Um, so before we get going, I want to just say a few different things. Um, that I think are really important. First of all, I found a really good site for people that like to download movies and information and stuff. I don't know how long this website will be up, so go and check it out. It's nw0, like nwo, but nw0.info. It's free. It's just it's like uh, the LA riots. Just go in there and grab what you can. It's it, but it does have a donation um, button, and I'm sure that you'll see it's uh, worth it's worth its weight in gold. So I would recommend if you guys are collectors of information and all that stuff to get to that website nw0.info and start getting some of that uh, information. Just everything, movies and um, ebooks and radio shows and audio and all just everything. So. So and it, it's it's a really good site. Also, you should check out um, Russ Dizdar. I know you know that I I like what Russ Dizdar does, and I think that a, he's a really really good guy, and the information is very crucial. But he just started doing a uh, a radio show, a live radio show on Blog Talk Radio, and he does it live every Sunday night. And you've got to check it out. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's great. Russ Dizdar live radio taking calls. From the people that uh, so far, you can tell that the uh, the real heavy occult Satanists are are writing in and tell you know telling them everything uh, that they do. But already he's getting calls from people that uh, it's just great. It is going to be the most exciting live radio show uh, ever. It should be on GCN. It should be on all those things because um, because some very very interesting people are um, going to be calling into that show. So. Link to that and uh, and uh, download some of the archives. There is very very interesting. So I think that's what I wanted to say before we get going on this. Also, just I this uh, show that I did, I was really excited about. It. I've been doing a lot of research and had a very a lot of stuff prepared to do the interview. But the our bus broke down. Our band's bus broke down in Memphis, and I mean, I was we were stuck in Memphis for uh, you know. A day, uh, well, a day longer than we should have been anyway, just working on the bus, just barely, barely made it out of Memphis, and um, so I ended up having to do the interview from the road, but it ended up working out, and uh, thanks for to Matt for working with me on that, and so here we go. This is a very, very special interview, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Later. You know what that means. Chris White is in the house. Uh, I want to welcome Chris White to the broadcast, radio host from Nowhere to Run, right here on Revere Radio. 
excellent radio show. You should check it out yourself. A lot of great information. Of course, we don't always see eye to eye, but Chris, <laughs> thank you for coming on the program. Hey, it's my pleasure to be here, man. I'm really, really happy. I like the like the music too. I like the intro there, and the uh, I always think you have the the best music kind of beer, or one of them, anyway. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. So, how'd the show go last night? Oh, the show went really good. Uh, show went good. The bus didn't didn't do so good, but you know you can't can't complain too much. We got it. We got it fixed by a team of professionals for free, and I guess that's not as good as you can ask for. Oh, so you got the bus fixed? Oh, my minions! They weren't able to totally take out your bus. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we're on the road right now. We're we're about to pull into harbor for too long here. Well, uh, you know, we we have billed this thing as the cage match, of course. Uh, I don't think you got a chance to hear the cage match pro- promo, but I want you to hear this because I think you'll think it's funny. And for anybody All listening, right. I want to go ahead and say this first and foremost. Chris and I are friends. You know, there is no – we are not rivals. This is all a big – kind of stop, look, and listen kind of thing for both of our ideas. But I want you to uh, check this out, Chris, and see what you think. Let's get ready to rumble. Do it to death. Tonight, live on Revere Radio, it's the Golden Clubs Championship, the cage match you've all been waiting for. The rumble in the jungle. In the red corner, we have Chris White, the Rosicrucian Crusher. In the blue corner, shape-shifting lizard boy, Matt Craze. All right. In a no-holds-barred knockdown dragout for truth. For the ultimate coveted prize of the small-time, small-fry, internet radio host of the Southeast Quadrant. That would be just above Austin, Texas and just below Lexington. The action takes place tonight on Revere Radio at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central. Don't miss it. All right, what do you think of that, Chris? <laughs> that's that's really cool, man. That's really funny. <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out of that. You know, I, man, I want to say this, dude. You know, we kind of talked about promoting this thing as a cage match, and uh, you know, it was it was kind of my idea because I thought it would bring a lot of listeners in. But I, I feel for you, brother, because you know I've been getting you know I've been getting nasty emails, and you get nasty emails. But man, those people on the forums are just ruthless. Oh, uh, which ones? I hadn't. Which ones? <laughs> well, I mean, just people will say anything. People said stuff about me. People said terrible things about you. People are just ready to throw stones at anybody, and you know, yeah. that's wrong. Right? You know, I I, I, I agree. I, I kind of I kind of you know take that with whatever it is you're doing. You know, just going to stories. So I let the stuff that doesn't make sense just kind of roll off my back and the stuff that does, you know, maybe it needs to be addressed, you know. As far as personally, you know, but as far as a general term, you know, I do think it, it goes over the, overboard with a lot of stuff about a lot of different people. But, you know, we'll, but it's all it's all depends on what's relative to, you know, the truth and, and everything, you know, as far as I see it. That, I, I agree. But here's the problem with it, you know, people go, they don't even care about the truth. They start hating on people, and you know, man, I I had to comment on some of that stuff because I don't I don't like it when people start being real vengeful and hateful, and you know, this whole debate is uh, for truth, by truth, and it's a thing that we're not gonna you know 
start hating on each other, and I, you know, I just hate to see that kind of thing. Right on, man. I don't know if you're talking about something specific I hadn't seen or anything yet, but just generally, uh, yeah, man. I I really think I, I like uh, I like you and what you're doing here, and the uh, just because that's what it's about. I mean, you got you're investigating essentially, you know, but what what's the deal with this? Let's you know, let's figure it out, kind of thing. Well, no, I was just talking about in general. You know how people like to chime in, and you know, I'm the world's worst um, because. Like on my YouTube videos, people like to eh, give me a hard time or whatever. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of wise people tell me, don't even read it. Just, you know, definitely don't respond to it. So I want to say, oh, yeah. say to you, you know, I kind of feel bad that we're doing this because in some ways we're giving fuel to the fire of both of those camps that just want to hate on people. And, uh, you know, it's it worries me a little bit, but I'm glad that we're setting the record straight as far as all that stuff goes. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's get it on. <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, a little bit about your research. Now, this is the other stuff other than uh, Maxwell Tassarin and, and uh, the other things first, and because a lot of people don't know that that's not your what you do continuously you have a lot of good research and what are your main focuses as a researcher uh well let's see here i, I don't know i guess it's kind of helpful to see you know where i came from originally i think uh you know there's kind of a lot of misconception that I, you know i i just don't understand the quote truth and that's why i'm kind of re uh, rebelling against it or something I, I don't know but that's kind of the vibe i get or what not concerning me but i think that what's uh, you know, it's interesting to know that, you know, it's, I've been 10 years, you know, I was, 10 years ago, I was learning about Sitchin and, you know, I knew everything. I was telling anybody who would listen about 2012 and, and, you know, all, all that stuff. I mean, it's been a long journey for me in trying to figure out what the truth was. And I think essentially it was just trying to figure out what the motivations of these people were, was my whole drive and the whole thing. The, the reason that I came to all the conclusions that I did was because it didn't really fit for me to just say that it was power or money or anything else. Those motivations didn't make sense when put into the context of a thousand-year-old hive mind motivations, you know, and, and people with tremendous power and money um, uh, putting their life's work into something that they would never see their fruition of. And those people not being the type of people that you would think would be very humble about something, it always perplexed me. And I think that, especially as I said, you know, I mean, I was as about as deep into Maxwell and all those guys you could be, you know, back in the day. And, you know, what really, really ended up getting to me is seeing the, um, the, this other part of the misinformation, which I've come to see as a religious motivation of the New World Order. And I really do think that they have an intention of indoctrinating the quote truthers into the mystery schools. And so I think it's incredibly important to the marriage agenda, and I think we underestimate them uh, huge, uh, especially us truthers who, you know, feel uh, probably rightly so that we have a lot of stuff figured out about everything there is to figure out about. You know, we know what George Bush eats for, or Prescott Bush eats for breakfast, you know, and we know all this stuff, but if, but there's this. But I think that we just don't believe that we could actually be had when it comes to uh, a very, very crucial aspect to the New World Order system. Now wait just a second because we're going ahead and getting into it. There are the you know you do research on UFOs and alien stuff too, but you've got kind of a different view on all that that I'd never heard before. I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, so what now? Explain to me 
what the aliens are in your opinion. Okay. Well, let me just say, first of all, there is, uh, I found this to be the most perplexing issue filled with so many uh, back roads and weird things and twists and turns. It's very, very hard to pinpoint exactly what they are. But um, I will say that there is a, uh, I found that there is connections to not only uh, mind control, Nazi mind control, uh, satanic ritual abuse, even like it seems, it seems that there is um, a general uh, uh, drive to, um, okay, I, I guess I'll just say it like this. They, it seems to have a real component, a physical flesh and blood component. Also, in a lot of cases, it seems to be astral, if you will. And then in other cases, it seems to be purely a part of government mind control. But the weird thing is, is that it's tied together. If you follow the money and follow the people, follow the scientists all the way around, follow the funding, the funding is the most amazing thing because it, it and especially followed the scientists that are getting funded and what they go on to get funded to do and the, the the areas of the research what they write books about it's the most messed up thing you've ever stuck your nose into because you'll have on one hand one completely funded government black ops DARPA guy doing uh, tooth radios and then he's also uh, writing books about channeling demonic entities and and then also he's the head you know at every single ufo conference and they're all funded by nelson rockefeller so, and so you have this component and then you have i mean i think it's a general i think as a general rule i mean it's important to realize that the alien as in we are our big our space brothers and they love us and they just want us to get rid of our weapons and join a world government is a beneficial thing to the new world order and we got to realize that that as a general rule regardless of what's actually happening blah 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 it's also good to note that nelson rockefeller was the one behind disclosure he was going to help to help them, everybody out and get the governments to release their ufo documentation i'm going to tell everybody right now they are going to do something like that and they're going to quote prove aliens to everybody very shortly and i think that but the but it, and it's going to uh it's going to basically make us truthers who feel like we know everything about the new the world government and we would resist it it's going to make us believe that it's not a part of the new world order yes this is world government by aliens i mean Aliens, that's the world. This isn't, this isn't New World Order stuff. In fact, they said they didn't like George Bush, and they were the reason. So they're going to say, like, that's the reason that um, the, the world's not ready for this new age is because of people like George Bush. But what they're going to say in their undertones is people like Christians, when everybody knows George Bush, at least we know, we should know that George Bush isn't a Christian. I mean, he's a skull and bone, you know, Prescott Bush, Nazi, that whole thing. He's not just kind of pretending not to be a Christian. He literally isn't a Christian. When he lays in that coffin, as a skull and bones, which is a mystery school thing going back to the pyramids, he's literally saying he's born again into the mystery school. He's not a Christian, but we've been told the idea that he's Christian in order to believe that they are, um, that, you know, in, in the future uh, world, uh, they're going to be the enemies of this new world order, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's a big stop, and we're falling for most of it. Now, you, you actually think that the aliens are going to say, George Bush, bad. I believe so. I think that he's being set up. I, I, I think that in a way he's being set up to be the fall guy. He's going to be, in, in a lot of ways, this coming world war that we're going into, this World War Three, is, is going to probably be so drawn out and bloody and horrible that they're going to eventually, and this is what they've wanted to do for a long time, you could just see, feel the undertones of every elitist saying that, um, that at the end of this war they're going to wash their hands of religion because they blamed it, even though we know that it's manipulated by everybody else except for what they're saying and all the religions you know quote religious you know organizations are, are you know being manipulated and everything else 
then we're talking about them, them blaming it all on religion and say, that's our problem, that's why all these wars. So what we're going to do is abolish it, blah, 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 and we'll have uh, a whole new new bag. It's all part of the blame blaming it on this thing. Just read Albert Pike's uh, quote about what the reason for World, World War Three is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's very apropos, to say the least. Uh, well, you know, I mean, here, here's what I'm trying to figure out. First off, uh, you know, I'm kind of not really into the whole UFO thing. I, I think that there are other life forms out there. I mean, I think really it's foolish to think that there's not other life forms out there. I think that there's substantial evidence of that, you know, so-called UFOs have been here or whatever. I th- do think the majority of those videos are faked. And I do think that there are a lot of government crafts intended to scare people. Uh, but you, you think, I've also heard you kind of say that you think that you, uh, that aliens are demons. Is that right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's the third component of it. That they, they seriously, Matt, I mean, it's a scientific, you cannot overlook this thing. And this is move on research that they won't touch. This is what I've called the, the, uh, the unwanted piece of the alien abduction puzzle. You have to, you, everybody, everybody who cares about this or listening to this, take, take, Take a uh, pen and paper and write down some of these names. Uh, write down uh, Ancient of Days Conference. Look and get as much video as you can from the Ancient of Days Conferences from Guy Malone. Look into Joe Jordan, Jim Wilhelmson. Look into Michael Heiser. Look into, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, I mean, there's so many, there's so many uh, names that, that, that are important to realize this aspect of it. You have to understand this and look into it as much as you can. If for no other reason, you have to understand this component as a potential possibility uh, as opposed because there is another, there is another uh, reason. But see, the thing is, this avenue opens up doors to what the other things are. Um, now, am I saying that, no, there isn't, uh, couldn't possibly be aliens from another planet in the very Star Trek way? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'd say that's very possible. Uh, I'm not excluding that by any means. Uh, I don't think that the Bible does either, and I think that you, you will see a lot of that whenever they, quote, introduce or, you know, prove or whatever aliens are laying out on the White House lawn or whatever is rolled out for the American public to, to be this uh, mind fuck for the entire soccer mom world. Um, what, what they're going to do in that context is they're going to um, um, say that this proved the Bible wrong, and CNN is going to parrot the you know every other um, news agency around the world saying this is it, and the headlines are going to say something like uh, the Bible proved wrong. When in, in no way does the Bible exclude that as a possibility, in no way whatsoever. I mean, it's a uh, anyway. Um, I just well, what I name. think is what I think is interesting is uh, you know in some ways. Your views are parallel. Um, a lot of the views of Maxwell Tassarian and Tassarian and, uh, you know, even D- uh, David Icke has talked about some of those things. Uh, of course, Dr. Werner von Braun warned on his deathbed about a fake UFO or alien invasion that the United States was trying to weaponize space and that as a last resort, they would try and fake some kind of alien invasion. And you've got Ronald Reagan at the UN talking about, you know, sometimes I wonder if aliens well, yeah. came. And, Kiss- and Kissinger and the rest of them. But um, I know where you're going with this. And let me just uh, say uh, that the reason that – what. Well, the reason that I believe that Sarian, Maxwell, Sitchin all have the um, the version that they do is because it is so close to what I really believe happened. 
Um, the history of the world really is a story about what happened with these hybrid gunmen, gunmen that came down here and uh, taught us how to build pyramids, taught us astro astrology, taught us how to, I believe, open doors for them. Um, I, I believe that, you know, I believe something very, 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 very similar to what they believe. But at the same time, um, they are twisting, and I can prove it to you, they're twisting something that is crucial to the to that whole thing. And the reason is, is because when this happens, everybody's going to say, oh, this makes all this stuff click. Here's why the pyramids were there. That's what Stonehenge was. This was right. And they're going to say, they're going to say, this proves uh, Fitchin is right, and this makes uh, Sarian and Maxwell some sort of prophets. When, when it, because, it, because of just the simple fact of it being, quote, real. And so, so and, and the reason it will work is because something so, so, so similar happened. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I mean, let me stop you here. Uh, yes. I mean, Maxwell's never claimed to be a prophet. He starts every. Um, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying, if it's if what I'm saying is going to happen, that's what going. That's what they're going to be viewed as in the future. See, maybe oh, not see. so much Maxwell, not so much Maxwell, but I mean, it's going to it's going to validate what they says. And what's important is that turns what the rest of they say into. Um, validated too like i don't know we, we, in order to really understand what i'm saying i think that the errors are important to look at in regards to that uh if anybody um i believe that sitchin as you know is uh a crucial um part of all of their those the big three the the uh, um the people who, uh, like sorry and maxwell their version of the elohim and the, the nephilim and the rest of it uh rides on what sitchin does to the text now again i mean if you in that down with me and we talk about the Nephilim of Genesis 6 and what happened and what the what the things were and what about the pyramids and where they came from and all, all this stuff we're going to we're going to have a very very similar story to a very key element and uh, they and I'm telling you that this is the one thing that they really 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 don't want people to, to understand is I'm not going to be able to explain it all to you now um, there is um, if you go well, to if you go, let me just say for anybody who's listening sure. that wants to know what I'm talking about, and, and, I, and I, put, I offer a congillion links to, to understand exactly what I'm saying. If you go to YouTube and type, Sitchin is wrong, Sitchin is wrong, and there's a video that I did, and if you go to the uh, details section of that video, you'll see I, I, I compiled a, a lot of links that describes what I'm saying, links you to the people that I'm talking about, and whatever, because it's something you need to absorb. It's going to take a lot of time to absorb it. But when I did that, uh, when I started that, you can go listen to an interview I did with Joe Jordan and whatnot. I think it started around there. Yeah, I heard, I heard that sense. interview. I listened to but the anyway. entire Joe Jordan interview. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, let's take a quick break. Get your thoughts together. Go ahead and prove me, because I'm sorry. I think Jordan Maxwell is a good guy. I don't think he's working for the CIA or the Jesuits or uh, the Zionists or the Vatican. I don't think Tassarian is either. I don't think Alan Watt is either. So on the other side, we're gonna get in. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. So uh, stay tuned. Okay. Cool. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. For a long time, sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. 
Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He spoke to me with a voice so sweet. I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet. He called my name and my heart stood still. When he said, John, go do my will. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. God's gonna cut them down You can run on for a long time Run on for a long time Run on for a long time Sooner or later gotta cut you down Sooner or later gotta cut you down Well you may throw your rock Hide your hand Working in the dark against your fellow man But as sure as God made black and white What's done in the dark will be brought to the light You can run on for a long time Run on for a long time Run on for a long time Sooner or later gotta cut you down Sooner or later gotta cut you down Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Welcome back to the broadcast. You're listening to 33rd Parallel News. I'm your host, Matthew Kazee. Tonight we're talking with Chris White, radio host, activist, musician, and uh sounds like he's got an axe to grind with Maxwell and Tassarian and Sitchin and even Alan Watt. Why are you going after Alan Watt? You know, actually, that um, that really wasn't my bag. Uh, that was some other dude that uh, I just kind of I, I put his thing to a thing uh, to uh, to a video. But I do have I do have a thing uh, against Watt just because it's essentially the same thing. I do think, honestly, you know, as far as uh, who is uh, Mason and whatever, you know, I don't know. Uh, but I will say I am real, real suspicious of Watt, but I haven't really done, uh, any treatment of, of him. But, and I, and personally, you know, I, I'm, as far as, as far as Watt goes, I'm, I'm not qualified to really tear him apart. I've never really, you know, I've, I'm just not. Uh, okay, but, but I mean, I there you say, go. There you go saying, I'm not qualified I, to tear him apart. Why would you even want to tear him apart? Alan Watt well, is one of the because, nicest people ever. I mean, I don't get but it. But he is lying. He is lying about uh, the entire thing. It's a complete lie. He, now he goes straight up to the lying thing of the zeitgeist lie. It's a. Uh, it's very easily provable. I mean, it's slowly starting to get figured out. I'm telling you, when we when we figure out how easily we've been had and how this is not real history, it's it's mystery school history because they believe it's history, and uh, we're about to get into that if, if you want to. I mean, let's let's just do it because I don't think we're going to go any further by by. By, yeah, by that, I, that, I agree. That I mean, uh, first off, I want to say this. Jordan Maxwell has always been one of the per- people early on who's exposed the mystery schools, and that's what he does. He t- he tells you exactly what they believe and what they have, the rewritten history that they added to the Bible. I mean, that's what he's talking about, and you're saying that's what he worships. I just don't get it. Well, uh, let's try not to speak in absolute so much, but I will say he, he does say two different things to two different people. That is very, very clear. Uh, he will, um, like, um, you say that he's, he's saying this is what they believe and so on and so on. I, I say 
you could watch every. Now I've just spent the last week watching as much material from this guy as I can, listening to any uh, hours and hours of interviews from him, cataloging, checking, double checking, looking into everything that he said, and he doesn't say that. I mean, it's just plain and simple. He he says the exact opposite. He says this is what really happened. This is what real history is. You you believe one thing of history, and I'm about to tell you what real history is. He says it point blank, and then and then he goes on to say exactly what isn't real history, but the mystery school history, and that's exactly what happened at the Bill Coop. Cooper interview that we've talked about when when he launched into now this is again that was the interview that Maxwell had not uh, I mean Bill Cooper had never never heard of uh, Maxwell before and had him on and uh, you know brought him on and then you know he keeps going into it and Cooper's like okay well you know you can kind of cut to the meat of things because you know our audience has kind of been through all this stuff before and then he cuts right to he launches into his uh, the sun is this and this is what the sun really is and everything and Cooper kind of stops him and then says hey you know you're you're talking about you know you got to Basically, essentially, he said, you, this is symbolism, and uh, this isn't real history, because Maxwell, as he usually does, it's he's saying it like it's real history. And, uh, but what so was then Maxwell's he, answer to that? What did he say? I mean, when he asked... He said, oh, he, like, oh, he said, oh, symbolism, symbolism, sure, 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 symbolism. And then he just stops talking about that. And then they go into talking about corporate logos and the rest of it. And the rest okay, of the interview no is pretty, I've got, pretty, pretty I've got no the brain. Cooper clip. I've got the Cooper clip right here. And I know yeah, you don't, you're not at home. You don't have all your audio, so no, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got, I got, a, I got it rigged up as well. But, <laughs> he gets um, prepared. Um, well, I, I, I want to play the beginning of it because I think that it kind of, you know, plays into your whole side of things. And then I want to play that point where you know you say that he asked Maxwell and Maxwell was like lying before then and then gets caught. Or I mean, you've explained it to me that. That uh, Maxwell was trying to sell that and then got caught or something. I mean, why? First off, why? And I've also kind of heard you think that is that Bill Cooper's one of them. And I mean, do you no. think Bill Bill Cooper? No, Cooper? no. Look, man, I'm telling you what. I'm, uh, if, you, if I could just explain the 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 basic thing here before uh, we keep going. I mean, it's it's really. Okay. It's really clear what's going on. I think before we can even begin, we have to learn what the difference between the mystery school version of history is and why they have that in the first place. And what and this is just for anybody that may not know. It seems like me and you know. So let's just. So I think it's important to say this. Okay, go, have here. at it. Have at it. <clears throat> okay, as uh, you know, regardless of whatever happened around zero uh, uh, BC one AD, or you know, let's say thirty three uh, AD. Uh, regardless of what happened, something very serious happened to sun worship around then. Sun worship is about as old as the earth. I would say about as old as the Tower of Babel, but that's my opinion. Um, uh, what something did happen spectacular to sun worship at that time, it became Gnostic about 150 A.D. They merged their religion, their old laying in the coffin and the pyramids and everything like that. They merged it with Christianity because Rome which couldn't seem to control it for 300 years. Now, for 300 years, and something, you know, Rome, basically it's longer, you know, much longer than this country's been alive, has tried to kill and eliminate Christians. They struck coins and said, we have eliminated, the, you know, the Christians. And um, they eventually kind of did, if you can't beat them, join them kind of thing. But this is, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Uh, that, I just want you to know that Rome, the Catholic Church is still Rome. They they merged it with the pantheon and sun worship that everything was. Nothing's, they are what everybody claims that they say that they are. They show the, the fish in the Dagon hat with the Pope and everything. Oh, my gosh, it's Dagon. Well, of course it is. They, they're pantheistic, you know, um, they've just merged it anyway. But, but going back to the Gnostic thing, 
that's what happened with the mystery school. So now what they believe, now if you go back and listen to Blavatsky or Albert Pike or um, Crowley or anybody else, they have a version of history. And their version of history, they say it when you hear only, now you can't go any further than those three. But when they say it, they say it very authoritatively. This is what actually happened in history. The um, and And it's always... Maxwell's the son, you know, did this and was Jesus, and the Bible's not real. But it's just, it was just uh, allegory for the son and re- the rest of it. That's their history. They believe it, I guess, as a article of faith. So, um, anyway, so that's important background. Now we can go into whatever you want to get into. Well, I tell you, you want to take a call right quick and uh, see what's going on with the callers. Sure. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think we have Carl on line one. Hey, Let's see if we can bring him up. Carl? Yes. All right, you're hey. live on 33rd Parallel uh, talking to Chris White. Uh, hey, Chris. What question hey. do you have? Um, it's not necessarily a question. It's just a comment. I'm kind of from the same school of thought as Chris is, and I think that there's a few points that I just wanted to make real quick if it wouldn't be too intrusive. Sure. Um, is that there, there's something similar about each one of the teachers that he's speaking out about, which is that they're not just teaching for the sake of teaching, they're also attaching with it an ideology about religion. And I think that's troublesome because, from, from my perspective, and I think Chris would agree, that the, the idea of the religion that they're trying to attach to it is one that is already being endorsed by the New World Order. And there's a bit of a conflict exactly. there because I have an issue there because I'm thinking to myself, why would they be teaching something that the New World Order is teaching? No, wait a second, wait a second. And we can take that very a lot of different directions, too, and I'd like to, to do that when we get a chance. Um, I mean, here's the thing, though. Maxwell, you're all acting like he he's trying to tell people, you should worship the sun, uh, and that's who the real God is. That's ridiculous. No, no, no that's I, not I, I don't really what I'm saying. I'm telling you that he's lying about history, and I can prove it. No, and, what does the uh, caller say? That's not saying? cool. That, go ahead. He's saying that basically they all have a theist. I mean, I don't know, Carl. Carl uh, is, is it, I mean, they basically are saying what Blavatsky's saying. You know, that's what the deal is here. We're we're talking about we're we're all believing as, as a truth movement something that Madame Blavatsky wrote, and it's a religious exactly. it's theology. That's exactly the thing and, and, I'm saying too, which is that you know it, there, history is history. Now there's a truth about history, and we're trying to discover that, and of course we're getting it from different opinions. Um, there's an opinion that comes from the occult philosophy about a version of history that has been taught through Freemasonry, Rosicrucianism, uh, the Theosophical Society, and so on. I can go through and read quotes galore, basically confirming what his interpretation of history is. I think what he does, and, and the premise I'm coming with, is that he looks at those, reli- those interpretations of history and believes them, in, in fact, to be true. Where exactly. I go, okay, wait a second, if these are the people who are trying to form a new world order, then this, what we should do, first of all, is question everything that they teach. We shouldn't just be assuming that they're correct and going ahead and endorsing that as part of our movement, which is largely what's going on because a lot of the stuff that's being taught is so deep and profound. It's so thick. I mean, you talk, you're talking about, if this, if, if this is in fact from the mystery school, you're talking about three plus thousand years of ed- education and formulating um, propaganda. I mean... And, and to think that, you know, these guys are coming up and teaching it and to not question it, I think, is a huge fallacy. 
Exactly. No, I, in, my, in my research of his mistakes, I kept running into things that I'm like, damn, did he just make that up? Because it's not in any, I'm going to the root of history trying to find this out. Does this word really mean this? Does this thing, did that thing really happen? And I keep, and I keep, and I was like, well, damn, he must have just made it out of air. And then I remembered a cross-reference it with Blavatsky or Crowley or uh, Albert Pike, and I'm like, damn, there it is. There it is, them saying it point blank, like it's real history, but nowhere else in the world is it actually considered real history. And I can do that over and over and over. I've got like mistakes after mistake on top of mistake that nobody in the world believes. See, this, Maxwell can't exist in the real world, except in conspiracy world where people are simultaneously getting their mind blown about 9-11 and the Federal Reserve. Only when you've wiped a mind clean like that and they're like, oh my gosh, everything I believe about reality is no longer true. Only in that in that uh, environment can you believe something else that's a complete lie. And oh, that's man. what... I mean, I'm you're, you're you, making man, him, out, you're making him out like he is literally... And for, first off, by the time 9-11 oh. happened, he was pretty much retired anyways. Well, it doesn't I, matter. 9-11 is a different thing. That's what... I mean, he's... What did he do the whole time was showing, was showing that, oh my gosh, these logos, these symbols are here. They were here the whole time. They really are. They're really... The sun worship really has infiltrated our culture and everything else. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, it's true. I mean, that stuff is absolutely... Absolutely true. It has. Our corporate logos are like that. Everything they, these people, these sun worshippers, really do control the world. You can prove that to me and be like, oh man, damn. You know, and here, and here's wasn't that what you're you saying? Know. Isn't that what you're saying? Is and here's what's strange about it is Jordan has done more to expose the Catholic Church and their sun worship than pretty much anybody, and you agree with it totally, don't you? Absolutely, but, but there's a difference between, okay, yes, that is true, and then there's a difference between taking that 300 years out when the Catholic Church killed real Christians and when Rome killed real Christians and saying that that's, those people were actually worshiping the Son, when those people were not. They were worshiping a man named Jesus Christ who believed yes. what the Bible said and not, not some allegory of the Son. Those people were the people the New World Order killed. That's the reason Bill Cooper got killed. That's the reason, I believe, anyway, that the reason is that Bill Cooper got killed is because he was debunking Zeitgeist 20 years before it came out. And he was telling you why they were going to do that. And see, now, if you, now, look, I get emails from everybody every single day telling me how stupid I am because I don't believe that Zeitgeist is true. And I don't believe that Horace died on a cross and rose after three days. And I'm telling them, look, dude, with the Zeitgeist Challenge, ZeitgeistChallenge.com, I'll pay you. I will literally pay you. I'm dying to pay somebody to just prove that. I tried to make it as easy as possible. And here, like, all the hosts on Revere will swear up and down. Oh, my gosh. You don't believe in Zeitgeist? That's absolutely true. Look, guys, we got initiated into the mystery schools. We're believing a version of history that doesn't exist and they have a reason for it. There is a reason we are getting played. And we gotta stop being so prideful that we've got you know the bin Laden figured out or or, or, or this stuff. We, this is bigger than you think. And uh, look, if you don't think if you don't think Jordan Maxwell uh, thinks highly of Madame Blavatsky, you know Jordan Maxwell isn't his real name. But did you know that Jordanus Maximus was the second of the Trinity of of Madame Blavatsky's Nazarene Trinity? Jordanus Maximus, you tell me this guy uh, of this wordsmith didn't know that. Uh, no, I'm not I saying mean, that at all. In fact, I'm saying, man, you better be careful how you throw stones at people because here's the thing. Dude, I mean, I'm going to start people, throwing a I got, I'm listen, already, I I got a whole Listen for a second, Chris. Listen for a second. 
People have told, tried to tell me that Alex Jones is working for the CIA and the Pentagon, and I can tell you, I can prove it, because his website is called InfoWars, and the Pentagon plan is called the Information War, when that's precisely what he's trying to expose. People have said the same thing about me, because I've got 33rd Parallel TV, or 33rd Parallel News and 33rd Parallel.tv, when that's exactly what I'm trying to expose. Jordan Maxwell's done the the same thing. I mean, it doesn't, with Alex Jones and you, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. But I'm about to tell you, if you let me, that this does hold up to scrutiny. There are very, very real reasons that you just can't defend these lies, Matt. It, it's it's wrong. You shouldn't off, be he, lying to the truth movement about this. He, he is and, not involved in Zeitgeist. He didn't make that. He wouldn't even return that guy's calls. Never did. He wouldn't even watch it. But it is, it, that is the mystery school belief system is what I'm saying. And yes, that, that whole though. thing started... That whole thing started with his basically word for word, the sun, this, and it was the light of the world and everything else. He basically word for word, whether he endorsed it or not, I don't really care. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it is what he was saying. It would never have been done if it wasn't for Jordan Maxwell. Uh, you know, really? it, it's just, yeah, you man, know what I'm book, saying. The book, book of the you know 16 Crucified Saints came out before he was even born. I mean, and to his credit, to his credit, he never, in anything that I've ever seen, he always kept his mouth shut about that. And if you ask me why I think that he doesn't like that guys, it's because they let that out of the bag. And that's their Achilles heel. It's so obvious that that's not true. All you have to do is look it up. And so that kind of exposes that. That allows somebody like me to figure them out and to start to be on their trail. Now, look, I don't think that he is the CIA or FBI or anything else like that. But I think that there is a different kind of New World Order that we don't even believe uh, exists. We don't. In order to really understand who's working for the New World Order, you have to understand what the New World Order is. What it, that it is something bigger than than uh, than this the, the Jesuits or, or the Illuminati or uh, you know which are pretty much the same or, or the you know Jews or whatever you know because look and again the whole Jews thing that's that's a whole another psyop exactly like the Catholic Church where the Catholic Church is intended to be uh, a, a mask for the New World Order to do all its evil bidding in the same way George Bush is. They gave him a blank check to do everything wrong in the history of the world so that we can blame it on religion and Christianity in the same way the Catholic Church had a blank check to do everything that the New World Order needed to create a New World Order because all that comes out of it is you can point at them and say, look, that's what Christianity is. We hate that. Don't you hate it? And they're poking us. Don't you hate it? I know you hate it. And we're all like, oh yes, we hate it, we hate it, we hate it. God, I hate it so much. And so we're all just building this thing up and they're doing the same thing with the Jews. Nobody understands the concept of the Sabbatean Jews, it's the exact same thing. There are Jews out there that believed in a Messiah called Shabtai Z in 1666 that, that basically, essentially, without going into a huge long story, uh, they believe the opposite of the Torah, that do not kill becomes kill. They are the mask of Judaism. All the things that people can blame the Jews, that this is what the Jews are doing, um, they're, they're blaming it essentially on people that hate religious Jews. That's the whole crux of the Holocaust and everything else. They loathe Jews, and they call themselves Jews. And so they're doing all this stuff in the name of Judaism, and we're blaming the Jews. But they're killing Jews. They kill them in mass amounts, and always have and still are. That's what the, the labor Zionism is and everything else. It's such a psyop, and, and there's a long story there. But anyway, you want, let's, we should continue. Okay, right. well, I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't see what that has to do with Jordan, and my whole thing is, now you say on the show that you don't think that he's CIA or he's working for the government or the whatever, but your whole approach kind of hints, it leaves it wide open that, oh, he's actually a disinfo agent working for the, the Illuminati or the New World Order. In fact, I mean, don't you really believe that 
Jordan Maxwell, that the New World Order can't exist without Jordan Maxwell? This is what I believe, and I don't care what, what anybody thinks because I'm too tired of beating around the bush about this. <laughs> what if he... I don't. I honestly don't really... I mean, I, I know we could talk about his family connections. You know he has connections to everything. The Vatican, the mob, he has family members with all this stuff. It, it, and, you know, I, I don't believe that, you know... Uh, that stuff really applies in the sense that, I mean, people can run with that. I mean, if we sat here and talked about what those specific ties were, you know, there'd be websites up tomorrow because it's really, it does look pretty bad. But He's the, the one time, that told everybody. That. He's the one that tells everybody. Exactly. Every he, tells everybody all, he tells everybody all the time. I mean, it's really not, it's really not, that's not my point. My point is uh, about, I believe, and, and I think that for whatever reason, and I think that there could be, there could be reasons because of the family connections of this, but I'm going to leave that, leave that open, uh, because he says to himself a very, uh, sort of rare interview here is when he's talking about this alien experience. Now, if you've read through the, you know, the, some of the experiences, you kind of understand that thing I was trying to point everybody to with the situation is wrong and all that stuff. If you've really gone through that and you really have a handle of what's going on there, then it's very, very clear what uh, Maxwell is talking about with this alien experience. He himself describes these things as just about just emanating fear. Just, I mean, I know that they, that if anybody has ever really been around anything that they can term demonic, they know what, what this what that feels like. There isn't any question in your mind. And I do know that these things do masquerade as all kinds of ridiculous things to get you to do. Re- ridiculous things, but it is all around free will, and that's what makes this experience, which I'd like to play here if I could, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it, but he basically gives his free will over to these entities, and he later gets it confirmed by a psychic that they actually listened to him, and they did accept that bargain, and they are channeling through him, and they're going to use him, and they told them him that they, they were Pleiadians, and that he was going to, and that he is actually Pleiadian, that they brought here to be their emissary, and to teach them about Pleiadia or whatever, and so that's what he's doing. That's what he he kind of like leaves it open, like, well, you know, that's what she said, but but nobody told me that before, and I had the greatest respect for it, and whatever, whatever, whatever. But let's hit it, it's about th- a three minute clip if you want to hear what I said, what I'm what I'm saying. Yeah, well, can do you have? Um, let's see. Let me give out the number right quick before you play the clip. We are live on Revere at one eight seven seven Revere zero, and give us a call. You can ask questions. Uh, do you know the date of this clip? Uh, no, but you can find it on, uh, let's see, what did I type in? I think, uh, um, it, it actually doesn't look, uh, uh, it's, I think I typed in like Jordan Maxwell magic with a K into Google, and it was a Google video. It actually doesn't start, it's a completely different, um, video than the one that plays. It's about halfway through it starts. It's a sit down interview with kind of a red background. All right, let's hear it. Uh, all right, hold on. I hope this uh, connection works, but it's about three minutes here. Hold on. Uh, I got on the black Can you turn it up at all? Okay. And I want you to know that I don't mind doing whatever it is I'm supposed to do. If I've got a destiny in life or a mission or whatever it is, I don't mind doing it. But if it has something to do with you, then I'm going to ask you two favors. Do not abduct me, because I don't want to go anywhere. And don't frighten me in my bedroom. I don't want to wake up and find something in my bedroom I can't handle, okay? So don't mess with me. Don't scare me to death. And I don't want to go anywhere. 
But if I'm supposed to do something, if there's a divine plan of some sort where I'm supposed to play, then open the door, show me what I am to do, and leave me alone. And I thanked him, and I got back in the car and drove back, and uh, that was it. Being a, a very spiritually inclined, past-life regressionist type of person, she has you lay on the table and take your wings off and you're watching. She's setting up the candles and lighting candles and doing some sort of a little ritual thing. And I'm just laying there watching her. Also, she's great. I'll find out. And uh, she's talking to someone. And I'm laying there watching her, and she's talking to someone. And I said, who are you talking to? And she said, oh, I'm talking to your parents who brought you here. And I said, oh, okay. You brought me to your house? She said, no, 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 no. Your friends who brought you to the earth, you come here from another place, and they have brought you here to do something. I said, I'm often wondered about that. Where did I come from? I mean, really, what am I doing here? And she says, well, and I'm just telling you what she said. She said, um, they are Pleiadians, and they have brought you here to do something. And uh, you are ultimately going to be a um, emissary, was the word, an emissary for them. They're going to channel through you. They're going to use you, and they will speak through you. Uh, and they have been preparing you for, for many, many years. I said, oh, okay. I don't know. And then she goes on and lighting some more candles, and then she starts talking again, and then she's laughing. And I said, what are you laughing at? And she said, oh, they told me something funny about you. What? And she said, they said that about a month ago, you drove up to see Joe and Pat up at Little Alien in a convertible you rented, and you sat on the back of their hood with your feet in the back seat, and you told them you didn't mind doing what they're supposed to do, but you didn't want to be abducted or frightened in your bedroom, and they thought that was funny. At that moment, I became very disoriented. I said, whoa, nobody knew I did that. No one knew I did that. I didn't tell anyone. And she said, yeah, they, they knew. She said, they're telling me you went back out there because uh, you didn't want to go out there and, at night because they scared you the last time. But that um, you went out there and sat on the back of your car and they thought that was funny. And I said, why would they see humor in a human being funny? And she said, because if you knew who you really were, you know, that would sound kind of silly. And so I respected that. I am just telling you what she said. But to me, that was a very powerful emotional experience talking to her. Because she told me things that no one could have known but myself. But the, an interesting part of that is, uh, is to uh, listen to the entire experience. Because I'm telling you, I've been through hours of these experiences, not by him, but other people. I've talked to people. I've really, really looked into this when I, when I researched it. Uh, for a while, a while back, when when trying to piece a lot of this stuff together, and I'm telling you, the experience that he had, that he was talking about before, when he before he even went back out there, was demonic all over the place. Look, if you open doors for these things, they don't care what you think they are. They will be in your house. They'll tell you. They'll, they'll tell you a lot of different things. They'll tell you anything as long as you don't make them go away. They where they come from is bad, and they they are thousand year old bastards, and they're liars, and um, and they have. This whole thing is about can you open doors for them? If you begin to open doors for them, they will actually do stuff for you. You will start, hey, you know, I see aliens all the time. I see UFOs all the time. You know, if you're seeing UFOs all the time, you really need to check, uh, 
you really need to look into this. I mean, I'm not going to preach to you, man, but, but I'm going to say this is coming from a, a area of, of, I did research this a lot, and I encourage people, go to Alien Abduction Crisis Centers of America, AACCOA.org, and just start reading through the experiences. It's a hell of a research tool, and then compare that to some of the, oh, I don't know, it's, I call I worked on it with a friend of mine, uh, Frank uh, Lordy, and uh, we worked on a, a lot of things that are really weird. We call it the, uh, the uh, conspiracy, uh, uh, what do they call it, the conspiracy unification theory because of the connections to all these different groups of conspiracy stuff, mind control, government projects, DARPA, uh, demonic possession, alien abduction. It's all weirdly tied together, but it's not all one thing. I'm not saying it's mind control. I'm not saying it's this. It's just weird. It's just weird, and it goes real, real far. I would agree. I, I think it is pretty weird, and I have I heard think they are recreating before. the Nephilim again, and it has everything to do with satanic rituals. If you go, if you keep knock, knocking down the doors of the highest elites, what unites these people that have infiltrated every other group is Satanism. I, I, I know what, I'm going to get demonized for that uh, experience, the, the, the term, but but that's you keep kicking down the doors, you keep finding Satanists every single time. It's married to Nazi mind control, trauma-based mind control. It's everywhere. You would not believe. You have to understand the entire uh, the whole thing about the Black Awakening, you have to understand the ch- these chosen ones, these Babylon working babies, what's happening with this is so big, it has everything to do with what's about to happen. It's crazy, and nobody seems to get it. Well, I mean, here's uh, the thing. Here's the problem. First off, hey, I know that there are plenty of Satanists out there doing terrible things, and Chris, you know that I'm a Christian. Uh, I believe Jesus Christ was a real person. I believe that he lived and that he died and was resurrected. Uh, I don't have any problems with Jordan Maxwell and everything that he said. Now, the thing that gets me is, you know, you think that, first off, if anybody is scared, then it's demonic. When all, there's all kinds of stories of saints and even some of the disciples that were given visions and they cowered in fear before they accepted the vision. Now, I mean, here's the thing. This whole thing sounds to me like a giant witch hunt. And really, you think these guys are witches, don't you? Oh yeah, let's just get it. I mean, that's what that's what's going to be said. I don't really, I don't care, man, because this is true. I mean, do you I'm think that they're witches? True. That they're playing in warlock games? Who's a witch? No, I'm saying, like, do you think Maxwell and Tassarian and these guys are like dark magicians or something like that? No, I don't think Maxwell is. I think Maxwell probably at some point was a true believer. But the only thing that makes me wonder about Maxwell is his mistakes. Uh, I know that he's been called on these before. It's too obvious. Uh, so i got to wonder why he hasn't either corrected himself or whatever. I mean, he, you can believe as a theology. I'm not, look, look, look. You've got to understand this, everybody. I'm not bashing the dude for his theology. I don't care what you believe. I don't care if you believe what I believe. I don't care if you are, what your religion is. I'm not saying my mine is better and yours is worse. I'm just saying that uh, if you're going to lie about something to get me to believe your religion, then we, well, we've got a problem. You know, and and these lies aren't little tiny little, little flubs. They're big, big lies, and they have everything to do with bashing Jewish people and bashing Christianity. Which, for my research, is exactly what the New World Order does. We as truthers say, somehow somehow believe that the Vatican. Because I mean, look, you can go to the AP Newswire right now, and you can find a story that says Israeli soldiers tripped a Palestinian boy and spit on him, or something. Every day, there's some kind of like an. an, an story like that, just some kind of like, you know, feeding, you know, let's get mad, you know, kind of thing. And the same oh, thing crazy. with the U- United Nations and, and you know, I mean, that's, we, we know about Operation Paperclip, we know what, we're basically dealing with Nazis here that are probably behind a lot of this stuff that do, you know, hate Jews. And so, so we as truthers, believe 
when, you know, we're, we're finding out that, that this, we're believing what they believe, you know, what the UN believes, they all, they all hate Jews, plain and simple. They hate Jews. And so when I see people that are lying to get us to hate Jews for no reason, they're saying something about Jews that doesn't happen. It is not nowhere provable. But the only conclusion is that you made that up to bash Jews. No way. You, you think that Jordan Maxwell is actually trying to get people to fall into anti-Semitism when really the bulk of the people who say that he, say that he's working for the Jews? I mean, it's just ridiculous. And my whole thing, I, I just don't really understand exactly that. how. I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm saying I'm saying lies about Jewish people in order to bash Judaism, to bash the God of Judaism. And it, the reason is because his religion, I believe, regard, I mean, from everything that I can say every time he says, I believe the article of my faith, blank, he's talking about the Theosophic Society. He's talking about a religion that he believes. I mean, we're, I don't care what he calls it. I don't care what it is. But he definitely believes what uh, I understand as uh, the, the theosophic tome, which is exactly what, it, what the thing with Tessarian. Everybody knows that they're, you know, hey, the, the Maxwell Tessarian thing, they're kind of buddy buddy. Everybody knows that they're kind of tight. And then here we have this, I mean, I believe if you've seen the, the movie that I did about the Tessarian Rosicrucian connection, I think that we, what was more interesting about that, whether or not uh, the Rosicrucian thing was uh, important, was the fact that he has been trained since he was 11 from the, theosophists. You know, and, you know, you would probably bash me if I was trained from 11 by uh, the Protestant church. I would be biased. Oh, my God, no, nobody could listen I to would. anything I would say. But when I a guy trained from 11 by the Theosophist, then, I mean, yes, he believes in his history. When he says that, uh, that Yahweh means uh, sexual explosion, and he, he believes it's true, even though uh, it doesn't. And you cannot find that anywhere except for in the version of Gnosticism that's, uh, they call it the demirrors, which is believing in the creator God created well after Christianity. You know, a term made up about Yahweh well after Christianity. Somehow when Jordan Maxwell says, it's the ancient, if you look into the ancient Hebrew, the very ancient Hebrew, you'll find that Yahweh means this, he's telling us this is a fact. That it means which, explosion, which, that he thinks it means explosion. That's why they And, and, and it means it's always... Well, I mean, and then, and then same thing with everything. I mean, the reason he would lie about something like Christ means oil, Christ oil, Christ the oil. Now, wait just when, a second. Wait, wait, we're jumping ahead. you got to at least let me comment on the Yahweh thing, because even in the definition that you sent me, it says the root idea of the word being probably, quote, to blow and then to breathe. Now, here's the thing. Uh, you know, and I said this to you before. If somebody's, If I'm in a building somewhere and somebody runs out and says, She's gonna blow. You know, I'm gonna think that something's about ready to explode. So I think it's open to interpretation, but apparently, you know, there's it's. What if, what if somebody ran out of the house and said she's gonna breathe? Yeah. What would that mean to you? It, you know, what honestly, if you were from another language and somebody ran out of that, she's going to breathe. You know, there's going to be things that don't translate, and that's one of them. Look, I'm just saying that even if you take blow, as I'm not talking about another language. I'm talking about English. I'm talking about English. But, he's no, not, talking about? but he said ancient Hebrew. So that's what we got to look to. We've got to see what what did ancient what did the ancient Hebrew people believe that Yahweh meant. That's what we've got to try to find out. To blow what, or to breathe. That kind of does make me think the big bang and then the big crunch being on the other side of it. I mean, uh, it's talking about air from the mouth. I mean, you can you blow in English right now in this present day has all kinds of terms. Blow up, blow job, blow this, blow that, cocaine, everything else. It has no other meaning in, in any other language in the history of the world but 
but it doesn't even matter, Matt. The, the, the term blow does not complete his thought there. No. In any, in any case. And it doesn't mean sexual explosion. It's certainly to complete that thought. I'd love to play that clip because he said so viciously says that, too. Um, let me see here if I can find that thing for you. Um, it's really well, great. While you're finding that, uh, Rob wanted to ask you a question. So can I bring up Rob? Yeah. Hey, Rob. Chris, how are you? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, I, I got a question for you because uh, this is something that I, I've really been curious about for for a long time, and uh, and I know not to take everything in the Bible uh, literally. Uh, there's a lot of uh, things that are meant to be taken symbolically, and uh, when we uh, when you. Earlier in this conversation, you folks were talking about aliens and what have you, and uh, a fake alien crisis, which I can actually foresee coming as well. But in the Bible, uh, they, if I'm not mistaken, Ezekiel saw a wheel in the within a wheel, and then on a in a couple more occasions, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there were references to chariots in the sky. Uh, do you think that angels and uh, or demons uh, can or do use craft and have or will? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think with the wheel thing, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on that description being a flying saucer uh, to me personally. But I, and I can't really speak too much about that because. Uh, I just don't. I just don't know. Now, now, could it be? And could they? I'm sure they. You know, they could. I don't see any reference of it as far as the uh, whole thing about the Nephilim. What happened before and after the flood? It didn't appear in any way to be a part of that. Um, do they now? It seems that they do. And I'm going to tell you, this is married. I don't know. It, it is married at levels to. Uh, military stuff, but I don't think that that takes away the actual astral and not real part of it. But yes, I think you're that, saying anyway. that, that angels and or demons can or do use craft. I mean, are you saying yes to that? That's, that's what I'm I, asking. I think, nowadays, I think in this return of the Nephilim, I think they are. I think that there is a merging of high-level satanic ritual with a breeding program, with uh, with this thing. I do not think that they are, now I'm not saying that they don't exist or couldn't exist, but I don't think what's happening now is as, is a result of aliens from another planet. I think it's a result of breeding and high-level satanic ritual and demonic influence. Thank you. Um, Thank you very and, much. And my, okay. Again, my opinion. Well, <clears throat> you know, I, th I think that uh, you've raised a lot of val valid questions. And my whole thing is I kind of worry uh, that if we're all fighting amongst each other, that people who are just coming into this thing are going to debunk the whole thing. And I, I kind of my whole thing is why don't you go after real c criminals that are publicly accountable because they're in office instead of some guy that's just sitting at home, sleeping on the floor around his books. I mean, this guy doesn't do anything. Well, I, I agree, but at the same time, how is it? Are you? I mean, is it better for us to know one piece of it but get the most important piece so wrong that we're going to be led to uh, the real slaughter? I mean, the actual no, motivations I think of the that's, New World Order aren't just eugenics. It's no, I mean, bigger. here's the thing, though, Chris. I think that's an individual decision. It, it has nothing to do with your beliefs or my beliefs or Jordan's beliefs or Bush's, whatever. 
it's all individual. It's all relative. It's different for different people. I mean, would you not agree with that? Uh, yeah, and that, and that, of course, but I think that we're talking about here being lied to. We're talking about, I, I personally hate being lied to, and we're being you lied he's to. Just, and he's just continuously that. lying to people. You think he Let me just roll just down these lies. lies. I just, I'm just going to keep on going, and you just keep telling me when, when I stop on, on something true. Okay? <laughs> uh, now, look, he says, I'm just going to go on, and just notice what these things, these lies are all about. See if you can, if you can find the theme here. Okay. <laughs> okay, Abraham uh, was because of Aries, the age of Aries, uh, right? And so Abraham, um, the, his name, Abraham, was because of Abe and Ram. Oh, okay, that's Aries because Ram. And so that's why they named the, um, that was, that was obviously talking about that, but every, you know, um, uh, Ram in Hebrew is nothing like Ram. And so that only could work in English, but he's saying that it, it was why the ancient Hebrews 3,000 years ago called him a Ram. It's because they were anticipating a language in, uh, 1600s developing, and they were going to call uh, a sh- uh, male sheep a ram, and then they were going to connect that to the age of uh, Aries, you know, I mean, so for him to say that is, is one of these examples of he is telling everybody that the real history, what the Jews were actually saying by Abraham, that's was what he, that it yes. was age varies. That's what, what his research he, has led him to say. Okay, but he's, I mean, totally, he's totally missing the fact that the the Jewish people would have called a ram uh, an avil, you know, or, or like avil, I think is the name. I he's talking about the establishment. He's not talking no, he about what the common name is. Let me play that clip. Let me play that clip, because I knew you were going to continue to say that. It's like, look, he's just talking about what the mystery schools believe, not what really, really people no, believe. I mean, before, you, before you play the clip, every case the, before you play the clip, I, I mean, what about the zodiac? This has been well known throughout all cultures to back to the beginning of. I'm glad you. Period. I'm glad you asked that because I think this is probably the strongest reason I have faith uh, in 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 God. It's something that I think takes. If you wanted to start right now, it would take you two weeks of every day quitting your job and learning about what the Maseroth is in order to really understand what what he's manipulating in the first place. Jordan Maxwell tells you a not even a tenth a, a, a percentile of what's really going on with this with the with the zodiac because he can't actually tell you what really the ancients believed about the zodiac because it would totally blow this whole thing out of the water. You you have to study the Maseroth, M-A-Z-Z-A-R-O-T-H, Maseroth. Go look it up. Go find as much information as you possibly can about it. It is what the ancients believed all across the world, regardless of, of, uh, of land mass, anything, continent. They all believe the same thing. All believe the same idioms all across the world. They all believe the exact same things about the Zodiac. The Babylonians perverted the Maseroth into the Zodiac to agree with their mystery schools again. He's telling you a piece of the puzzle, and it's all of it. Everything else. Read what the Bible has to say about the Maseroth. Read, read this incredible foreshadowing of the strong man that cometh. It is unbelievable what how it is telling us about this Redeemer that will come and tells every single aspect of the life of Jesus Christ. From beginning to end, each individual star must be studied from the very earliest accounts of what they thought that star was. It's the most beautiful story in the world, quite possibly the reason I have such a strong faith in Jesus Christ, period. Well, you know I do too. You know I do too. And, uh, you know, I've talked to Jordan at length about my concerns. Um, you know, at one point I even said, well, do, 
do you think that because I'm a Christian and and I believe this and I believe Jesus lived and died and was resurrected that that's a bad thing? And he he about smacked me, Matt. Wait, Matt, what are you talking about? That's a, the most beautiful thing. And he's all about your own individual connection to this all pervasive spirit of the universe, the creator. And, you know, he's, he is a creationist. He's not intelligent design or anything like that. Uh, now his creation theories are, uh, definitely out there for uh, most it, people. It's called the demurge. That's why he can, every time he refers to the creator, he must say creator because the demurge aspect of the creator is that, that it, that's it. Basically, he is a creator. That's all he did is he created this this world, which is corrupted, which is the Gnostic, what they hate. They hate this world and the material universe. So therefore, they, they view the God, the creator, as the creator of the material universe that they hate. So then they view him as the evil God because of the creation. They greedily created it, but then but then turned him into Satan. And they have all these wonderful different types of uh, ways to say that, but that's what it is. That's how this works. I mean, he, he's, I'm telling you, he believes as truth what the Gnostics believed 120 to 150 years, the merging of the mystery schools, and basically the we're going to look at what the, 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 go to Wikipedia and type in Gnostic, Gnosticism or Gnostic, and look at the symbol. Look at that symbol, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, this, it's the old, it's the old sun worship that he talks so much about, but it's really, I'm not saying that he is one of them. You've got to understand this is not about uh, what we believe COINTELPRO is. It's, it's not, I mean, it, it, it is in a much grander sense. But, but uh, I'll, can I continue with some of these uh, mistakes here? Um, uh, well, I'll tell you what, let, we got another call. You want to take another call? We can run a little bit late. Sure. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Okay, we got Dave on line one. Hey, how you doing? I, I got a question. Um, you know, you you think that Jordan Maxwell and Michael Tessarian and Alan Watt, all these guys are Satanists? Is that what you're saying, basically? No. So you're not saying No, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. I'm just trying to clarify. So what, what, what do they have to gain by putting this misinformation out there? Because with Jordan Maxwell, I don't see him really gain, gaining anything. <laughs> What, what is he gaining? I don't know. I, I um, is that is that I understand the question there? Is it, is it, what is he gaining in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think much, man. I, I think that uh, as he says, if he is lying and he did, I, I don't think he's gonna get anything. I think what he, I think as Jesus said, verily he has already received his reward. You know, whatever he's gonna get, he already got. I'm sorry, but I, I think that he got. I hate it, man. I felt like I said, uh, one there was one particular scene I was watching. And I felt bad for him because it was just like, damn, you know, he was a, uh, he was just, he just got played too, uh, and I really, I, these things are our enemy. The enemy of the new world order is not flesh and blood, and until we figure that out, we're going to be pointing fingers all day long. It's this group, it's that group. It's bigger than all these groups. They are. They are really smart at manipulating us. It's because that is their game. And nobody believes me, and I know this is probably just going to just further uh, say that I'm crazy and I believe everybody's demonically possessed, which is not what I'm saying at all. But it is manipulation in the same way they just kind of manipulate, you know, me. They just kind of whisper. They kind of are there. Uh, the difference is I, I have total authority over them. 
I have Nike uh, decisive victory over them. And I hope everybody else can realize that they have that as a birthright too, and you can get rid of these things. I think, honestly, one of the – the, I think the biggest motivation of the New World Order is not money or sex or anything else. It's uh, fear. It's fear. And if you listen to that Jordan Maxwell interview, too, when he's talking about that's why he, he agreed to work for them, essentially, when he went out there and sat in the back of his car. Just so, because if, if you hear what happened earlier on and hear what happened to the dude in his bedroom and this re- wicked experience with this thing that happened in his bedroom and what happened early on that night, this emanation of fear, he went back out there to say, hey, I'll do it. Just don't do that to me. You know? And um, it was like these things are... Just don't open doors for them. They've taught us from early on how to open doors, and it only benefits them. They throw you a, born, a bone. There is power to be had, but it, it comes at that's a high cost. But uh, I think I think you raise a valid point about you know you're saying you have authority over the things that scare you. Eventually, we all get scared, and we all have moments of fear. Uh, I'm not afraid to open a door because just like you said, uh, apparently we all have this each in, have an individual ability to stand up against evil, and those evil beings just cower in the shadows. They do, but they only cower to one name, Matt. Yeah, I know that. I'm a Christian. But now let me ask you, I mean, you said it. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the kids in Africa who have never heard the name Jesus are going to burn in hell? That is the question, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I think think that, that... That there is an interesting thing with the Maseroth, and I think there are, are, are options with it. I think that you can become a believer in that strongman that cometh with the Maseroth. I think people were able to do that before. I think that's the reason that it was there. I think that's how the gospel was preached to some of the patriarchs. It says it plainly in the Bible. Um, I do think that that's an option. I think there's other options. I, I don't really put anything past uh, him because I have seen him do things that don't make sense. He is literally the king of heaven and earth. I mean, everything is doable uh, from what I've seen of him. So, so I, I, I mean, what, what you're saying is you wouldn't put it past him to put all those little kids in hell because they never heard of him. Now, I mean, here's the thing. No, I don't I, believe I that say, for a second. I, I, I think that. that Jesus will speak to people in their own way. And somebody who's never heard of it, you know, the old saying was that it doesn't matter how long it takes doesn't matter how much the universe stretches out, eventually it will all come to know the name Jesus. And so that's not for me to lay on somebody else. That's for the spirit within to discuss with our creator. I think, you know, in the coolest way ever, it, in my life I know it's true, and I know it's true with everybody else's. I just, i got to believe it. But it seems to be such a a complete one-on-one thing. He seems like he's there all the time. It seems like he has unlimited time to devote to um, my development, what I'm, you know, every my interaction with him. It seems like he's just got all this time. It's like I'm in the Matrix or something, you know. It's like I am in this pod where everything is not reality and I'm the only real thing in the world and every and and it's just me and Hensley. I feel like why? Why doesn't? Why can't that happen with everybody? I think there is a knocking at the door. I think he's I think always it knocking does, at the door. Man, you selling people up. short. I think it does happen. You're selling people short, man. I mean, you're not the only one in the universe, and I hope you're not in the, in the matrix. Um, I, I just you worry know what I mean. about. You know what I mean? Just seeing, I know just, what you mean. First like off, it. let me say this for the record: I don't care what people say about Chris White. He is a good guy. 
and he is a friend of mine. He is not some disinfo agent working for Mossad or Jesuits or whatever. That stuff's ridiculous. That's why I put that picture up. That's why I put a picture of myself up as a shape-shifting lizard. Because, Chris, no matter what, people are both going to say. They're going to say, oh, he's a Jesuit and he's a lizard. I know, man. I look, I, it's not, but I, it's not about us, is it? Man, I swear my most fervent prayer is for this truth movement. I care a lot about it. I, I just feel like it's, it's to me, uh, really painful to see us falling for something that is so crucial that we're, we're all in this together. We've got to fight something that is so big, and I feel that we've underestimated them. I think that in one hand, we think they are everything and all powerful, and that's dangerous too. But on this other hand, it seems like we um, are just coasting, like we got them all figured out. Now it's just about storing up food, and we're going to be all right if we have our Berkey water filters. But it's about <laughs> to get so weird that we're not going to be able to resist um, um, believing it because it's going to be real. It's going to be right there in her face. Look, if, if something if something gets propagated about aliens tomorrow, hell, if they show up and start telling us where we're from and what we've done there and it corroborates Sitchin, who I guarantee you cannot be right, it's impossible for Sitchin to be right. Sitchinisrong.com. Go there. Find out what I'm talking about. Uh, it, it, but it, it doesn't matter. If, if aliens, quote-unquote, come down here and tell us that, yes, they did genetically seed us and whatever, then all of a sudden we're all looking at Sitchin like, whoa, dude, you totally called this. And he's like, yeah, I know. And then uh, and then all of a sudden we just all snowball into this uh, this uh, this world government. Except we're not going to believe it's world government. No, no, no. This is aliens, dude. We're going to have a world soccer team. No more worlds. Everything's going to be great. No more anything. Nations, let's get rid of the borders, blah, blah, blah. This isn't the New World Order. Don't you remember they... they they uh, 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 demolished, you know, they said that they were bad, and this is all, this is new, this is a new age. But I do think that this propagation of 2012 and the pole shift and everything is crucial. And uh, it, it kind of piggybacks on something that I know you wanted to talk about, too. Um, it's the rapture. And I yeah. think that um, that the 2012 propaganda probably could have uh, something to do with an anticipate, anticipation of, uh, of making that event seem like it didn't happen. And uh, the reason is, I, I long story, but if you've got a question about it, we can, uh, we can roll well, with it. Well, I mean, it, but, my question uh, is this. Um, is the word rapture in the Bible, first? And second, do you really think that it's going to be a – I mean, I have a lot of people in my life that I care about and love, family and friends, who you know, genuinely subscribe to the theory that one day two-thirds of the world's population are going to uh, – uh, basically be lifted up and their clothes will be left behind. <laughs> well, first of all, I am aware that this will completely discredit to and, and a lot of people's mind everything that I've said previously, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I will say I've done a lot of research on it recently, and uh, I am really, really always perplexed at the idea that Christians that believe, I mean, we're all on the same page about so much stuff, but when it comes to this issue, I mean, you got, you got, barking dogs and just people mad. I mean, it's such a divisive issue. And one thing on the, on the other side, on the uh, the Christian hater side, you have such a, a mocking of it. Oh, mocking, mock, 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 mock. That's it's true. Like a, and, yeah, and so I, I, I see... I see that as a, a tell too, um, because. Uh, but 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 anyway, let's go to the specifics. I guess I did a show about it called, recently called "Revisiting the Rapture," and I really took a, a month, two months. I can't remember how long. It was a long time. It was kind of anyway, um, trying to figure out what it was. I tried to just uh, see it from a lot of different angles. But anyhow, um, 
It's not in the Bible. The word rapture technically isn't. It's in uh, a Latin Vulgate by Jerome Rapiro, but it basically isn't. Uh, but what what the word that is in the Bible is called harpazo. And then and if you check all the words that are all the and so to say rapture isn't in the and isn't in the Bible doesn't really matter because the word harpazo is, and that's what we're talking about. They could have just as easily called it, you know, whatever. Uh, the word Bible isn't in the Bible, or you know, I mean, right? Okay. It, anyway. Uh, Look at herbato, it's a very physical thing. Every time it's described in the Bible, when that specific Greek word is used, it's talking about a person that is alive in a physical body, literally getting taken away, and then in some cases transported uh, to other parts of the earth, but in most cases going to heaven, in some cases coming back, um, even happened with Enoch. Uh, but at any time that somebody would literally have their physical body uh, snatched away, which is the, the transliteration of the word, um, it would use that term herbato. And so, so that term is in the Bible. There is a precedent to say, oh, okay, of course, if the Bible is, is to be true. There is a precedent that that kind of event uh, is a, and it does appear that, that it's also used in the context of something that we're looking forward to um, in the future, some event that's going to happen, as also uses the word process. So then you're left with, well, when does it happen, pre-trib, post-trib, blah, 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 blah. That's where I think a lot of the arguments come in. Everybody seems to agree that the event is there. Again, I know the mockers and everybody else, but but I'm just saying what it says. I hear that. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what to think about that. i tell you one thing that it kind of reminds me of that I wonder about sometimes is the whole two-thirds of the world's population will be disappearing one day. And, um, you know, it's almost like, uh, gosh, isn't, doesn't that sound like the globalist plot to exterminate two thirds of the world's population? A little bit? Well, uh, well, I do think that, well, part of that is going to be, that's the reason a lot of the channeled information, if you look at what, uh, people that do a lot of channeling, uh, with the information that they're coming back with says that they're anticipating a future event in which all of a sudden people will disappear that weren't ready for the new age, that weren't uh, you know, weren't um, evolved enough, they will go away, they will be disappeared. So there's this constant flow from the other side, if I will, of the channel information that is anticipating a rapture event. Um, in that sense, it's not definitely referring to it as such, but um, I just did an interview with a guy named David Lowe that I really was fascinated about. Called He, did, he wrote a book called Earthquake Resurrection that showed that every time uh, in his model, if we'll call it, uh, every time in the Bible that God used his voice in this context to actually raise somebody from the dead and then raise them into an immortal body, which only happens a few times in the Bible, uh, with Jesus, of course, and uh, with these uh, many saints that happened also at the resurrection of Jesus and also with the two witnesses. There was always an uh, earthquake and a massive earthquake, and it also describes the earthquake at that where, where the rapture could possibly be, and Re Revelation describes this incredibly massive earthquake. And the reason he goes into detail about um, some different aspects of, of different things. Anyhow, if this is if going, make it a long story short with a lot of the details of the story, if this happens like, uh, if that would be times, all this other times, we're going to have such an, a massive earthquake it would cause incredible tsunamis, it would be just uh, the most instantly worldwide devastating thing, it would leave, it, leave us in complete shambles, uh, but it would also be probably a reason I think that's why the pole shift is being set up, because it'll look like a pole shift, and that's why the, all of the channel's information will, will say that, too. Because if you look at the tsunami, at the, at when the tsunami settled, like, hey, where do all the people go? Hey, I don't know. There's a tsunami. Remember? Who cares? I mean, you'll have a lot of missing people, but at the same time, you'll have earthquakes in almost every sector of the globe and tsunamis on the, all the coast, so it's not going to really seem like anybody left. Uh, it'll just be 2012. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know? Well, I tell you what, uh, hey, Chris, 
can you ha- can we extend this interview out a little bit? This is getting good, and we're seems like you know normally the show would be over in three minutes, but I think uh, Rob will let us run a little bit late if you'd like to. Yeah, man. Okay, I I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, this is song <laughs> goes out to Chris because he was um, almost not able to make the show today. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Circles up and down the black. I'd ask him what the matter was, but I know that he don't talk. And the ladies treat me kindly, and they furnish me with tape. But deep inside my heart, I know I can't escape. Really be the end to be stuck inside a mobile with the Memphis blues again. Well, Shakespeare, he's in the alley with his pointed shoes and his bells, speaking to some French girl who says she knows me well. Send a message to find out if she's talked. But the post office has been stolen and the mailbox is locked. Oh, mama, can this really be the end to this broadcast you're listening to 33rd parallel news uh, we're talking to chris white tonight and um really glad he did the program a lot of people say a lot of things about chris that he's a bad guy for following his heart and trying to get to the bottom of things i don't think so you know he brought up a, a very good point about the rapture and the whole subject of it being very kind of divisive which and we've only got 20 minutes so we're going to kind of have to really cram this in here but um that's my worry about what you're doing, Chris, with some of the innuendo. And, you know, you went as far as to say to me that Maxwell is the New World Order and it can't exist without him. And my concern is that, why can't, you know, how divisive is that? Why don't you just let people make up their own minds and focus on the real criminals? Um, and, you know, I hate to do this to you, but I want to play this little clip here. I called the Jack Blood Show to promote this. And I think what some of the things that he's talking about here. I think are very, very valid and kind of need to be heard. So I want to just want to play this uh, short clip of Jack Blood here. 
Thus, he does his show on the Revere Radio Network. I love giving those guys a plug. They also have picked up this show since I think the first day they went on the air. Uh, Matt's website is truthmovement.com. You can go see some of the confrontations he does. He's kind of like his own We Are Change uh, <laughs> with what he does. You know, the thing is, when you're talking about, I hate even talking about this on the show, but let's just get it out. If you're talking about, you know, infighting uh, within different movements, and of course, a lot of this is orchestrated. We saw what happened back in the 60s, uh, COINTELPRO style. I'm not accusing anyone of being COINTELPRO, but we really fall right into this, don't we, Matt? I mean, these are... These are mental camps, and I really challenge people to get the book called Alice in Wonderland and the World Trade Center Disaster by David Icke. Not for no other reason to read the pages he has on these mental prisons, these camps that we put ourselves in. We can't possibly uh, look at objectively anybody else's perspective. We only look at our own. We're judgmental of other people who are literally working with us to try to do the same thing. I personally don't understand it. This is why I have gotten out of any other camp I thought I might be in. I mean, I'm not in an InfoWars camp. I'm not in a We Are Change camp. I don't talk to these people even anymore because I feel that a lot of the things that happen are very divisive, and it's a put-off to people who come into this and with their eyes wide open, they've just taken the red pill, they want to, you know, roll up their sleeves and get out there and get busy, and then they see all of this, and they go, oh, man, this is just like when I was working with the, the Democrats. There's no difference, and it just looks awful, man. That is exactly true, Jack. You couldn't have said it better, and uh, that's my concern. And that's one of the things, the reason I brought this up, because I've had all kinds of people. You know, you brought up David Icke. People are ready to slam David Icke that he's working for the CIA or whatever. And, you know, people email me, Luke's working for the CIA, which is just ridiculous. Now, look at this for a second, truth movement. Everybody's so concerned with their own little way, and this has to be it, or it's the highway. And when the universe is a relative thing... And we can't get all caught up in fighting each other. And, you know, I did this documentary on Jordan Maxwell. I had no idea how many people go on. Some people love him. Some people hate him. You know, they think that Yeah, I just wrote him to invite him back on the show. It's been like a year or two since we had him on. So he, he offers some pretty good insight. Yeah. And everybody says that, not everybody, a few people say that he is COINTELPRO and he's working for whoever the Zionist or the, you know, the Jesuits or whatever. And so tomorrow night, I'm go the reason I did this show to begin with is to show how people can actually exchange ideas without bashing one another, without biting somebody's nose like Nico Haupt or whatever. Uh, but Chris White is one of the people, in fact, he thinks that Jordan Maxwell is the New World Order and that it, the New World Order can't exist without Jordan Maxwell. And I just th I think that's absolutely crazy. Well, you're you're having a, a cage match, so to speak, <laughs> uh, uh, to talk about all these things. So you want to plug that, and we'll we'll yeah. And uh, the reason I the, you know I, I hate that it that it I even refer to it as a cage match, but that was a joke. The reason uh, that we're doing this is to kind of show differences of opinions, and I think uh, it's going to be a very educational. Uh, program and, and it'll be a good time for people to flesh out their ideas if you want to call in give yeah. us a call and jack man i can't thank you what enough time is that show on over there what time are you airing that show uh it airs tomorrow night at 11 p.m live on revere uh revere radio network.com and you'll Please. archive it over at truthmovement.com when you're done yeah and thanks for always uncovering the news and you know uncover the news.com i 
get half my news from you guys. So. <laughs> All right. We don't plug that site near enough. Uncoverthenews.com, always getting better every day. Thanks, Matt. I mean, you know, the thing is, folks, I, I just, look, for me, I want to have a cage match with Oliver North, which I did. I want to have a cage match with uh, Tim the Shill Russert, which I did, or Michael Isikoff, which I've done, or uh, some of these think tank guys, or counts on foreign relation people, or the generals and the governors and the legislators we've had on this program. I mean, these are the people I want to go at. That's the way I to have do it. Absolutely. I could care less what anyone in the movement thinks or says and, and what little knives they're sharpening. It doesn't matter to me. If one guy says Jordan Maxwell's a, a CIA guy, I mean, that's his opinion. He's welcome to that opinion. I happen to think that Maxwell is one of the people that got us to where we're at. I mean, we might have moved on a little bit, but uh, suffice to say, you want to learn about the New World Order, that guy's going to teach you a lot of things. This is how I came up. This is how I learn from people like David Icke. No, I don't agree with everything they say, nor do they agree with everything I say. Who said we all have to agree? What about that phrase, great minds think alike? Uh, we've, of course, erased the end of that and just said great minds think. Great minds think for themselves. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> Thanks for the call. All right. Uh, so, what do you think about that, Chris? I mean, that's my whole. That's the whole reason we both did this show was to try and show people that look. Even though we don't agree, we're not arch enemies, and you know, we we can talk about this educationally and peacefully. Well, yeah. Absolutely, I agree with what he says. Absolutely, you know, and you know that I, uh, you and I, pretty much see eye to eye in just about everything uh, else. And uh, I, I would probably, you know, I mean, you know, but I think that where I'm coming from with this is that I really, I, I think that we're yes, what he's talking about those people that he'd like to have a cage match with and everything. Those people I see as more or less building the infrastructure. It's just a part of this thing. When they flip the lights on of this infrastructure, it's going to have another component to it that we're completely missing. And so my my fighting the New World Order is to at least point out this thing. Now, is Jordan Maxwell it? Uh, no, he is a part of it. This is also it's a high, it's a hive mind with a lot of different parts of a body, and it actually has another part a component that we seem to have forgotten. And if you think that I'm lying, um, just ask how many Revere hosts believe that um, you know that Krishna died on a cross and rose from the dead after three days, or believe that Horus did the same, or believe that Dionysus did the same. Ask yourself how many of us believe it is this fact, and then start to and then start to tell me that we haven't been missing something. You know, we're, I'm fighting a war here where I feel like it's by myself, and I feel like I'm really alone in it, but I also feel like it's just ever so slightly ahead of its time, and I feel very uh, uh, scared about it sometimes. I know that people that, that did fight this war have died, and Fritz Springmeier's in jail, and, you know, I don't know many people that are saying what I'm saying. It's all I'm saying, and people are just barely getting it, and I'm fighting the New World Order, man. I'm telling you, I am fighting it hard. I'm fighting what I believe and what I see is actually a bigger part of the infrastructure and a much more needed thing. I'm trying to anticipate the future of this thing a little bit down the road. Yeah, I, I also agree completely about everything else. Does it all rest in pen on Maxwell's shoulders? No, but man, you gotta, you gotta believe me when I'm telling you, the guy is uh, a crucial component of getting people to to scrape off the old paint of the old religion. And he's not making any distinction, even though he says it when a Christian asks him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's your symbolism. But but, but. but when ev in everything that I've ever seen, he's not. He's saying that the Catholic Church and everything that they did, that's Christianity. It's Christianity that does it. Whether or not he just forgets to say it in every single presentation, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the way I look at it. I mean, gosh, he's been saying it for... 
50 years, uh, I mean, he has to repeat. But, People already slam him because he repeats too much and all that stuff. Um, but he doesn't. He definitely does say, look, he says point blank all the time, like, the Jewish religion didn't exist. They believed this. It was all sex. And he's saying stuff about the Jewish religion, but the Jewish religion that is pretty well cataloged. You know, they, they, you know, whether it's true or not, you know, it's up, but it's up for debate, I guess. But, but, but the Bible is there to pretty much describe. When they say, hey, this is what anointing oil is, they kind of list it out. You know, if he's if he's talking, if he's going to tell us what's real about the Jewish religion and tell us that it's not that, that God essentially, uh, you know, was a volcano, and um, that's that's a slam on on that God, right? He's saying that the God of the Bible is the Bible is a bunch of bullshit. Is what he's saying. Hell, they were worshiping a volcano. It's the no, he has that. never once said the Bible is a bunch of bullshit. In fact, now, you know what I'm he, saying. I mean, he, always, say, he doesn't say he doesn't ever come out right and say those things, but he always he, says he reads you know, it more than anybody I know. I mean, seriously, he reads it all the time. He's got about thirteen or fourteen, fifteen. I know. Bibles. I've heard him say he he does, he said I've heard him talk about how much he reads the Bible, so we don't have to before. I told him I've heard him uh, all that stuff. And look, it just it, it if he is reading the Bible, then how come he missed all this stuff? Is what I'm saying. How come he look? Let me give you an example. But with the volcano, now he's now he's telling everybody that. This is great in his presentation when he shows everybody these pictures of the volcano and say, look, there it is, the volcano. Didn't anybody see the volcano? And, he's t- and he uses the, the idea of the pillar of a, cloud, of a cloud of smoke by day and a pillar of fire by night. And he makes ever so, now, he uses maybe 20% of the times in the Bible, and he uses this quite often, and he, he reads the Bible all the time, right? So he probably knows this, because eight, the rest of the 80 t- 80% of the times that it refers to the pillar of cloud by night, it's actually following them through the desert. Right. You know, and it's actually keeping them warm at night, and it's keeping them covered from the desert sun during the day, the period of cloud by day, and, the period, and it's following them, and then it's resting on the tabernacle. And he forgets to mention 80% of the times when he's trying to, he's telling people that what, God really is is a volcano. He just forgot to mention that the rest of the times he's talking about the pillar of cloud. It's actually doing nothing that you could even remotely sell as a volcano. And the same thing with manna. He's telling everybody, look, these Jewish people are so crazy. They just ate mushrooms. Everybody knows they just ate mushrooms. And he's telling us, he shows us all these places in the Bible. He forgets that all the things that it cannot possibly be mushrooms and the connections that he makes with mushrooms don't exist. He, he oh, makes them in such a true. funny way. Okay, that's look at this. Let's talk about How come he forgot to... T- okay, first of all, neither psilocybin nor um, Amida Mascara grow in the desert. Okay, so, so, psilocybin has grown all over the earth, and these continents... Except in desert region. Except in desert region. I just got done looking into this. Um, I mean, you can say that it does, but you can have everybody else look into it as well. Oh, you now, should. Don't argument, me. Look into it. Definitely. Look at psilocybin is being taken go in the desert. How, how come and, at the, in the basement of the catacombs in the Vatican, they have the same hieroglyph? Or the only difference is instead of Egyptians reaching out for the mushroom tree, it's priests. What do you, now, are you trying to prove that the Catholic Church is pagan and worships a lot of gods and probably eats a lot of mushrooms? You win, you know? But remember, remember that was wrong 300 years after Christianity. Remember that. Yes. You've got to remember that when you say, hey, but I saw the Romans do. It doesn't matter what you saw the Romans do, man. That, that 300 years is a long time. That's this country plus another 100 years of Christians getting killed by Rome. You're exactly Every day, right. killed. Exactly and then right all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, Rome says, hey, you know what? We're going to be Christianity. Except the only difference is we're going to worship Mary, and we're going to turn all these saints into gods, and we're going to worship the same gods we did in Rome. And so That's we're going to do exactly it this way, and right. we're going to eat shrooms. And, yeah. and, so, and, so, and so you're saying, well, didn't you see the catacombs? means nothing. It means nothing about the 300 years and Jesus and the rest of it. Now, again, how come Maxwell forgets to tell us that 
hey, but it also says other stuff about uh, mushrooms that can't be forgotten. You know, you could you could rationalize that maybe the desert wasn't the desert. Maybe they actually went and picked them in some other place, and that's fine. Okay, let's let's go with that train of thought. But have you ever known uh, uh, mushrooms to uh, when they when they go bad, do they um, get worms in them and are moist and smell bad, or do they dry up and when you eat them? How long do mushrooms lay on the ground? Can that happen with either psilocybin or aminium riscot? Or, you know, what about uh, the uh, uh, the fact that uh, what's the other thing? It's like totally obvious. Uh, I wish I could get those notes. Um, uh, it's it's amazing. Okay, and here's another thing. I I can't get on this, but while I'm looking for it, uh, well, we've only we've only got we've only got about. Uh, ten minutes left, man. And there's so much to go into. I think the mushrooms kind of pales into this next question. Now, one of the but he's going to show you that he's only giving you parts of the Bible. He's saying that I, I am such a Bible scholar, but I'm not going to tell you the parts that don't go along with with God being a volcano or the mushrooms being manna. I, no, I'm not going to tell you those parts. I'm going to tell you a story, but it's only the st- I'm only going to give you the parts that make what I m- want to make work. And then he's quoting Andrija Pujat Puharik as as a source. It goes back to the exact same people who I was talking about this conspiracy uh, unification theory. Andrija Puharik is smack dab in the middle of that. This is a guy that that did make the tooth radio and voice to technology and the same guy writing books about channeling and UFO abductions at every single UFO abduction conference. And same thing with Allegro. They wrote, wrote the stuff about the mushrooms or whatever. I mean, sick mushroom and all that. We can talk about Allegro all day and funded by the Rockefellers and all this stuff. It's intended. Now, now you think Allegro is a saint. Everybody thinks Allegro is a saint. I don't. Well, you know, I do not think that. Well, okay. Well, regardless a of saint. And I also don't think Jordan Maxwell has ever said he's a Bible scholar. Well, it doesn't, uh, a Bible scholar is different than, hey, uh, I'm going to tell everybody what really uh, the Bible is, and I'm going to use the pillar of a cloud, but I'm going to forget to tell you about 80% of the times it says pillar of a cloud, and they're doing completely different other things. There's a difference between being a Bible scholar and reading uh, other parts. Just continue, just read on a few more sentences where it doesn't work. You know? Okay, wait. And, we're gonna we're gonna have to go on because there's a lot to cover in this last ten minutes here. One of the main things that you don't like about his theory is the whole, you know, the sun. Uh, the old mystery religions believe that the sun uh, at December twenty second, uh, you know, died on the cross, kind of thing, or uh, basically didn't rise for three days. And the ancient Egyptians believed if it doesn't rise for three days, or it rises on the same line, it doesn't move for three days, it's dead. Now, my question is this. Do you think that the sun actually does that between December 22nd and 24th? Well, you got to first admit that if it it does, and it's part if it, I mean it is off. As I know you have my notes because I gave them to you, but I know you uh, it doesn't actually do that. And you could probably you could go a day up, a day a day below. But you got to remember that's the mystery of religion. That's why they arbitrarily decided that December twenty fifth was going to be Jesus's birthday, although it mentions it nowhere in the Bible, is because that's where the the, the sun did. That's where they the mystery religion celebrated their day of this rebirth and death. This whole thing's been going on since very 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 early when they merged. Exactly. That's, that's what he's warning well, about. They had to they had to pick December twenty fifth as, as the day because that's the day that made sense to them. And then that's they made, made that four days thing like three days, and then they shifted the day around and blah 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 blah. But yeah, it, but, well, it, I mean, but here's, here, here's the thing. I was just asking you a question about the twenty second through the twenty fourth, and you said no, it doesn't doesn't happen like that. Um, but but now here's the bottom line. I emailed, wait, wait, wait. what? What are you saying now? Uh, the that the sun doesn't. Stand still on December 22nd through the 24th. No, I'm saying it, it probably is imperceptibly still. Yeah, you can have that. I'm saying okay, that's, what they, okay, that's why the, they came up with December 25th. 
Let me read this. I, I emailed the professor of astronomy uh, at Michigan University. Emailed me back saying, um, the path of the sun in the sky over those dates, the 22nd through the 24th of de- December, is nearly indistinguishable, meaning the, quote, sun stands still. And by de- uh, December 25th, a, care- a careful observer could mark the, quote, return of the sun moving back towards the north. Likewise, the maximum altitude of the sun at the local astronomical noon can be measured by increasing minimum lengths of shadows. Thus, the holiday that had been recognized for a millennia long before early Christian church subsumed it into Christmas. Well, yeah, exactly my point. That's what – this is why I think it's so strange is because you and Maxwell are almost identical. You're missing it's, my point, though. You're missing my point. He uses that and then goes on to say other things. And the whole time he's doing that, the whole time he's so telling you about you. the sun. But listen, listen, listen. And he's telling you about that, which is which is we're agreeing here is real. And that's the reason that this religion's actually converted uh, – uh, perverted Christianity and made Jesus' birthday December 25th is because they've been worshiping the sun for a long time on that day. And that actually made sense, and they actually put, put a lot of time in this. You can look into Plutarch and the rest of them and why they mystery people uh, lay in the coffin. and, the, and what, That's why um, uh, uh, it's why everything about the temple, read about Albert Pike, what he thought the temple was, and, you know, it, it's, it's all the stuff that Mike Maxwell cites in history, like that caller was saying. He's saying this version of history that Albert Pike is saying pretty assertively is really true. But it doesn't happen anywhere else, and Maxwell also is saying that too. Which, interestingly enough, Maxwell also did go into the pyramid and do that ancient skull and bones ritual. Except he did it in the uh, in the pyramid, the Great Pyramid of Giza. He did the ancient mystery schools ritual of rebirth and death. Does okay, that mean but if you went to the Hindu, I don't know. If you went to the Hindu but, mountains for Survivor true. and you, and you're up there and they're wanting to do a blessing ceremony, would you be like the Christian girl on there is like, I can't do this. Because Man, if I read if I read what we said is in the Emerald Tablets of Thought, whether that be a, a, a cult, whatever uh, I will say, uh, it, it doesn't seem like a very valid document. But a lot of uh, people that believe in the New Age and stuff do believe it, it to be. And, and don't get it confused with the Emerald Tablet of Thought and the Hermes thing versus the Emerald Tablets of Thought. Completely different things. But um, read what it says what, why the ancients why uh, why they wanted to lay in the coffin it was to have an astral projection experience to go to this disembodied high level demonic being underneath the pyramid to have this dark lord tell them what to do. I mean, that's why they, they did it. That's why the ion is on top of the pyramid, because Lucifer, the, the one that's trapped in the abyss, is encaged underneath the pyramid. Uh, I'm, saying, I'm saying what they say. That's what yeah, this is. What this whole thing is about. Right, they worship that, okay. the pyramid because at the top level, they actually believe that there is something there, and then that, 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 that is a way that they can contact them is by laying in that sarcophagus. So, therefore, whether he, he believes it or not, with that chemite priest with him, wait a second, you don't, or not, I don't know. You don't know exactly what the whatever happened down there in the bottom of the pyramid, and no. uh, it was something that. What's That's that? why George Bush laid in the coffin, is to, to recreate that same thing. He couldn't make it to Egypt, apparently. The guys that in Yale couldn't do it, so they just made their own coffin. It's so a I suppose, thing that I, goes, I suppose the Grateful Dead are evil because their name, and they played in front of the pyramids. And they tried to no, expose you, this whole thing. Nobody, everybody that laid, has laid in the coffin and, and had a ritual done on them. It doesn't mean that they're initiated the mystery schools. However, it is a requirement for those wanting to be in a mystery mystery school religion. So, you know, not like I said, the equation would be not everybody that's laid in the coffin is of the mystery schools, but everybody in the mystery schools is, is laid in the coffin. 
Okay, so, that's the, I, I concur. That's a very valid point. And my whole thing is you you don't know what's in a man's mind. Uh, I've been out there to talk to him. I trust my own intuition, and I trust my judgment on people. And God has given me at least the strength to go and do things that I believe in, that I want to learn more about. I'm not scared of trying to ask questions, and I've pushed him. I've tried to get things out of him, and he genuinely seems like a good guy. And, you know, for me... I just think the, this whole thing is a bit d- divisive. It makes us look bad. Going after Alan Watt and Tassarian, I think it just doesn't matter. I, I kind of dude, it does matter. I'm telling you right now, it does matter. I hope you were able to see what I see right now. It might in the future. I hope you do. But this is very, very important. I know. I don't care what what you see right now. But I'm telling you, I'm fighting a battle that needs to be fought. And someday, very soon, people will catch on. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Truth. It's your own road. I'm not trying to get you to stop doing it. I'm just and, and let me say, let me say also, I, as I said before in this interview, I think that Jordan Maxwell probably more than likely is a true believer. I, I said, uh, you know, I, I don't think that I've really ever implicated him as part of any particular group. I do think, and I could if I wanted to, and you know that good and well. But there are what? very nefarious things about his family that I could be talking about all day right now. And you Man, know it. He, look, dude. But you know, but you know, I'm not that? doing it because because I'm not even. It's not. I really don't think. That, I really think that he's a the true reason believer. You're not doing it is because that's shallow. And well, you know, it's also you can true. And you know, hey, look, family if, 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 if we say that Alex Jones is a Jesuit, you and I both know that is like the stupidest evidence I've ever seen to implicate anybody in being a Jesuit. Uh, but you know, if that was if that was the same treatment was applied to Maxwell with what we know about him, I mean, it looks it makes him look like the freaking Pope. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. That is so you know what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Well, we've only got a few minutes let, left. Collect your thoughts. We're coming back on the other side to wrap this up. Uh, thank you for coming on the program and talking about it. we got just a few final thoughts on the other side. Yeah. Let's, I'm going to play this song here. And there ain't nothing wrong with this song. <laughs> I was feeling sad and kind of blue I didn't know what I was gonna do The communists was coming around They was in the air They was on the ground They was all over So I run down most hurriedly And joined the John Burt Society Got me a secret membership card Went back home to the yard Started looking on the sidewalk Under the hedges When I got up in the morning Looked under my bed I was looking every place of them gold darn reds Looked behind the sink And under the floor Looked in the glove compartment of my car Couldn't find any Look behind the clothes, behind the chair, looking for them reds everywhere. Looked up my chimney hole, even deep down inside my toilet bowl, they got away. Well, 
footsteps by the front porch door So I grabbed my shotgun from the floor Snuck around the house with a huff and a hiss Saying, hands up, you communist, it was the mailman He punched me out When I was sitting home alone and I started to sweat I figured they was in my TV set I peeked behind the picture frame Got a shock from my feet that hit my brain Them reds did it Hooting any television Well, I quit my job so I could work alone Got a magnifying glass like Sherlock Holmes Following some clues from my detective bag I discovered red stripes and the American flag Betsy Ross Eisenhower, he's a Russian spy Lincoln and Jefferson and a Roosevelt guy To my knowledge, there's just one man That's really and truly an American That's George Lincoln Rockwell I know for a fact he hates commies Because he picketed the movie Exodus I finally started thinking straight when I ran out of things to investigate. I couldn't imagine nothing else, and I'm home investigating myself. Oh, but don't find out too much. Good God. All right, welcome back to the broadcast. Uh, we're just going to have to wrap this up, up very quick because <clears throat> we've gone 30 minutes over. Thanks again, Rob. Go ahead, Chris. What are your final thoughts? But we got to make it really short. Cool, man. Uh, first, I want to thank you. You got you're a really, really good guy, man. You knew you knew um, what I was going to say. You you are were here to defend and to work for truth, and you really do love this truth movement as I do and this is what this is all about and I can't thank you enough but you know how I feel about you and your show and everything else I really really am, am thankful for it uh, and that being said I'll, I'll tell you you know where I stand and uh, you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop uh, I'm gonna go after what I think and what I see is uh, a part of this too you know we all have our issues and our things that we do and we're all fighting this this enemy and we know who you know we can show where they manifest, if you will, and they might manifest in, in different ways as the, the things that we can find, you know. But we, but it's hard too. Even when you look at like the Council on Foreign Relations, you go and you try to pick on one of those guys, and they actually end up believing it, you know. They're not bad. They actually just are compartmentalized and believe it. And they're just, it's just this massive thing that we're trying to, we're swinging at, at ghosts and trying to rope a tornado with it. But we all know basically what it is, and we got a long way to go. And I hope that um, we can just kind of shed preconceived notions because we both have we both have them not just you and me but all of us on, on both camps inside of this thing we, we, we believe what we believe about history and religion and the rest of it and so I think we just uh, just got to start uh, questioning everybody and know that this is the most important thing that the truth movement is a target the number one target and and uh, we got to realize that 
the the information is sometimes more uh, sophisticated than we, we think. All right. Uh, there you have it. Chris White from Nowhere to Run. You can check out his website, cons- conspiracyclothes.com slash nowhere to run. Um, Chris, maybe you can have me up on your show. We can continue this discussion. And for the record, I think Chris is a good guy. I, I know for a fact he's not some Jesuit-controlled spy or whatever. And Chris, do you think I'm a shape-shifting lizard? <laughs> No, I don't think you're a shape-shifting lizard. All right, there you have it, folks. Cage match complete. All right, Chris, thanks again. (laughs) Thanks again to Revere Radio. We'll be back soon, and keep the faith. All right, man.